Blog Talk Radio. The few dudes to 
heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, the Brother Blue Pill, brought alive and direct to you. Very soon, I am to be joined by my co-host, the good brother, Brother Red Pill. Family, class, keep yourself relaxed tonight. Okay, program, we have been getting inundated with requests for his return. People have explained how much his message resonated with them. People have even expressed the changes that they've made and the transformation that his brother's words have been responsible for. You understand? So... Question: the information and the message and the resonance and the frequency that Brother Amir brings to this program, it always represents change and transformation. The brother's a sad, one of the baddest sadders I know, you know? And the brother has a very fiery delivery, but it's calm as water. It's a very interesting dynamic. And when the brother comes forth and he joins up with the pillars, an amazing, magical thing happens. His brother is not only an elder mentor of mine, but he also happens to share the dubious title as our father. And we his son. And you his family. And there are many sons out there that have benefited from what this man has brought forth in his early, early days in the Moorish community when calling yourself a noble really meant being part of nobility, you know. And his brother represented that, that, that older dynamic of what it meant to say that you're more and be recognized as one. You know, and that's someone that's totally standing on their square in the bliss and fall of humanity. Brother Tariq loves to say the dragon slayers. You know, those who slay the dragon, the herald in a new day and a new time. Golden swords, golden age of the Moors. That brother represents that spread, that pedigree. Like when you see my dude, Billy D, or when you see the brother sitting 40 years in the long shit with his silks and everything, and the brother got the, uh, the ivory tusk on and going around the world doing the business of the Moors. 
He was a merchant. And his brother has a powerful message about the proper navigation that merchants to take in these choppy waters of the wilderness of North America and abroad because the whole world, in essence, is an ocean. You understand? The whole world is populated by water. You breathe it every day. You're composed of it. It is everything in existence. True story. Tonight, we're going to talk about some truths hidden in plain sight. On sight. We go to the call queue and see if our co-host has joined us as of yet, family. Give me one second. There you go. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. This is the Brother Red Pill. Welcome to Know the Less Radio. Yes, indeed. We are in the building. Me and the young God. Yes, indeed. I got to step out of this this venue. I believe, family, I, hold on. Chat might not be open as of yet. I'm going to go and open the chat in a second, but here's out. Here's out. Okay? Let's talk about well, it. We got to say it's a little bit more important than what's going on in the chat. I'm not scared to say that. I don't have some revelations since she last been here. You understand me? Yes, sir. Young man? Yes, indeed. Um, Still with you. I don't want to break ritual. You here? Peace to you and yours, brother. Yes, indeed, God. Peace to the God. I wanted to add on about uh, Brother Amir. You are of a pillar. Add on to the uh, history. You, um, <laughs> you see the post that I put out about the sports game they had yesterday with the, um, the blue team out of Australia, beat the red team 44 to 14. <laughs> nah, I missed that one. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. I'm going to go check we'll that one out. Yeah. You've been on your post game lately. Like, Aha. My Jehudi is back. Yeah. That KT huh? the off degree. That young man right there. Nah, him and A. Rashid gave me the complete creative spark to completely oh, nah. They gave yeah, me yeah. Uh, two it's, it's worth a, uh, um, it's a, a light It's fuel. a combination and a consortium of everyone involved here at university, all of the guest professors, guest speakers, our guest scientists, our resident uh, uh, luminaries and scholars, Brother Goff, you know, I'm, I'm getting information from him. Trico is reminding me of things. Turtle Gang, Rod Cool. You know, um, I, I seen the A-Genesis this morning. That shit totally, totally gave me the um, the download it broke the code, and then I started speaking to Seth, and he followed through, and we got to the whole aspect of the zero point and the fact that we yeah. live in a society where they have everyone convinced that there's no value to the number zero in society, mathematic-wise, in society. You understand? But then you live an entire life where your life is chasing zeros after the one. Yep. But they throw that at How you going to put zero after the one? And think that you live in something called a reality. And everything based 
on that currency is dealing with a circle or a sphere. Current or the currency, right? Dollars and cents, you know, cents or circles. And you take what currency is, you take gold and you take silver. Both of those have synonymous complementary planets that they coincide with. So, or spheres of body, should I say. So you have our illustrious son, Rob, is there to remind you every day about the importance of the zero. Mm-hmm. You have the moon that's governing silver. Stolen silver! I'm coming! I'll be damned if they ain't wake me up. That was the yeah, icing on the cake right there. When we crack that, nah, when we crack okay. that cold there, huh? Hello? Red pill. I hear you now. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that I dropped. But I was saying that it was interesting, KT, the arch degree pointed out that sterling fires silver over there in the Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the heading of the 10-page breakdown. Like, <laughs> There's so much more. It's so much more colorful than that. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, telling so much more of an elaborate story. I don't tell no stories yeah. I can't find myself in. You know what I'm saying? Or to me, it's not a story. It's it's, it's somebody else's story. If I'm gonna put energy and time on it, I gotta make it relative. You make, yeah, you have to make it relative. And, and I'm like, I, I am. Yeah. If I'm the the master and the god of my universe, and everything in my circumference is a reflection of self. So nothing happens outside of that circumference. I'm pie. I'm splitting pie. And this whole 14 years about splitting pie. So everything is mirrored. 2014 is a mirror of 2007. I'm looking at the X-Men advertisement go by. Spider-Man came out today. You understand? That incident that happened with me on 125th in front of the Apollo, which was mirrored, right, the other day when they stomped out the sergeant, Right? The eve of the 22nd anniversary of the LA riots. And then you've seen the footage that I posted when T.I. and Game was in the, um, a standoff with the police in Hollywood because they thought that they stomped out the big homie, Big U. Security detail did it. And TMZ put that tape out. That was on the anniversary of the LA riots. That was the night of the Umar show and the day when Don Silver eclipsed David Stern. After 88 days on the job, he comes out as a stern leader who's feared and respected, and he clipped the owner of the Clippers during a solar eclipse. And they are dealing with moon energy because Atom Silver and Don Sterling you know, you put those dynamics together, and you know exactly what they're talking about. But this is still a story that's talking about, you know, the earth and its elements and change, you know. But also, 
monetary value in commerce and how we evaluate commerce and how we evaluate value. Like I said, we live in a society in a world where no value is put on the zero, but if you put it after the one, that determines value. It's placeholders. But they told you that it's nothing, and you went for that. And then they told you it's all about the one. And we went for that. But the one is a point that comes out of the void. And then the one automatically splits into two, okay? Automatically when you have two, you've got three. Because you got that center point, the fulcrum. And then it replicates forward and forward and forward. But um, we're going to discuss some of that tonight. We're going to get into a... Uh, a lengthy discussion with the good brother so we could talk about these truths that are hidden in plain sight. And I, I, I've even prepared something that I would like to share with the family tonight. You know? My pen is kind of hot right now. You dig? So, Brother Red, if you give me one second, I'm going to go and open up the line so we can bring in nice guests, Brother Amir. All right? Indeed. Give me one second. Yeah, I got to mute the phone, so you got to hear all this. Uh, well, matter of fact, I'll let y'all roll with me. We'll be over in a second. Brother Amir, if you're on the phone, please. Fresh one at this particular time. Okay, so the red phone line drops. I'll come back and get him, but let me open up this line right now, Brother Mir. Call up from the 203 360. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the brother. Blue Peel. my background sound. Does my background sound crazy? Is the background noise unbearable? I don't hear, brother. Okay. Brother Blue Peel, thanks for having me. Peace, peace to you, brother, and peace to the brother Red Peel. Uh, You said his call had dropped, right? He's coming back, though, right? Yes, he will join us. He'll be joining us back shortly. Okay, great, great. Brother, it's always a pleasure to be invited on the most powerful blog talk radio that's in this cipher. And the brothers who set the president with blog talk radio, and most people have modeled, have modeled their programs behind Know the Ledge. You brothers are definitely pioneers. And as I can see that, the power and the energy is still kicking here. And I'm always honored to be invited back. So thank you so much, brother, for having me. Definitely an honor any time that I am blissed or blessed to even have a conversation with you and and know that you're about to dispense a level of jewelry, you know, that's going to make the ornamentation of my life a little bit more brighter, you know. But having, having the extended honor to be able to share that with the world 
and for them to get showered, you know what I'm saying, with the diamonds coming out the sky and them rocks, you know, that you just so freely, you know, disperse and dispense to those that show up to learn because, you know, you, you are the quintessential teacher. You make everything simple and plain. Thank you, brother. Know, appreciate the comp, appreciate you take the complex. And because, you know, you like me, we have that demeanor where we can slow things down. You know, we understood, or should I say, I may have inherently had certain levels of, of gifts and ability when it comes to uh, understanding the English language and grammar, how to write, how to speak. But when I received the less, the level of, of, of schooling and that impromptu sessions that we had to have to get me prepared for some legal litigation that I had to go through, you know, it was almost like when they uploaded Neo with the chip. You know, and he made that, that quantum leap in regards of, of quote-unquote consciousness. You know, I had on-the-job learning that I had to catch because if I didn't, my neck was on the line. So, you know, failure was not an option. But I had a teacher who was able to um, equip me with some, uh, some daggers, some liquid swords, And a level of courage, you know, you put some fire in my belly to say, look, man, either you want this or you don't, you know, put some red on and tap into Chongo. Go in there, it's wartime, you know. <laughs> it's either you or them, which one would you prefer? The simple question. Make it plain. It's you or them, which one would you prefer? You're going to walk yourself in there and you're wasting my time. Are you going to fight? Then fight. Choose to do it. If you do this, you're going to win. Put your own spin on it, though, because you're your own person. This is just the armor. How you end up fighting is based on you. I'm just giving you the shield and the sword. Let me open up Red Pill's line. Call up from the 6347. Six, oh, that's 77. Look at that. And I bear witness to the fact that... In Atlanta's 404. So, yeah. Talk about it. I bear witness to the, uh, to the fact that Brother Amir was our Morpheus when we came into the uh Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, 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 he witnessed it. He gave me that sword. Exactly. And I, I went in there. The now we could talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> now we could talk about that incident with an actual witness because I'm about to do a show. You know, I think it's, it's only right that when you do, you know, when you put information out there, especially, you know, as Moors and as brothers and sisters of a conscious community where we know that our story and our life is going to be on record, look, they have brothers that are arguing over history that happened 10,000 years ago. Some of us don't even have history right from yesterday. So it it would help if we were to do something where we always had witnesses to bear witness. That's how... You know, that's how people are able to um, uh, gain victory in court, by bringing forth witnesses, such as what uh, Dr. Sabi did, even going back all the way to Heru with, the, um, with his witnesses in court against Set. So Brother Amir could bear witness. He could say hashtag facts when we talk about some things because he was right there 
in his bespoke suit. Okay, we're going to get into that. No, we're going to get into that. You know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to get into that one right there. Talk about your legendary legend status. But you prepared my brother with a sword. This is family. This All right, Maul's in court, right? Very impactful um, in the um, on YouTube and whatnot. But before there was a Maul's in court, Okay, there was P. Moore in court, and that episode right here <laughs> took place on September 10th, 2001, all right? This is 2014 right now. Some of the people listening to the show was an embryo at that day. Okay? <laughs> this is how ancient the war got started. I just came home from a session, a, a six-month stint in boot camp, Okay? In the hills of, in the mountains of New York, where I was introduced to, I never went to the army. I never signed up for any kind of military, um, you know, schools or military service. I never took the pledge to go that route. But what I did do is I was um, privy enough to be a part of a program called Shock. This show that had actual drill instructors in a military format inside the New York City State you know, correctional uh, system. So I saw how that whole thing is ran. I see how people get programmed. I see what they do. I saw, you know what I mean? All of the dynamics was made very plain to me. The importance of uh, physical education that they call PE, working out every morning at 5 a.m., the breathing, the running, all of that stuff was help programming. It, could program, it, it programs killers. And some of the most physically fit people in the world this is the programming that it takes, you know what I mean, the vigor. But what I also realize is they, if, if, you're not, if your backbone is not strong, if you're not firm in who you are and who you are to this land, who you are to your forefathers and who you are to your ancestors, you will be completely, totally broken in the military service and programmed and turned into a tool of the U.S.T. So... When I came back and I happened to go to a meeting and I heard these rowdy, rambunctious type of Negroes talking about this and that, lizards and all kind of the dragon slayer and the land is not theirs and all of this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what's going, like, what did I walk into? Is this an episode of Panther? It was very rebellious in nature. This is, nobody knew about Moorish information at this point. On a, on, a, on a commercial level, on an overground level, this was completely Zion talk. Like this was an anomaly. Brothers with feathers on, neatly dressed, once again, bespoke suits and all of that other stuff, talking that old time religion. It just was like, this was like, it was similar to that scene in the, in the Matrix where Neo got his whole reality completely blown away by Morpheus. He had to choose between the blue and the red, and he took that pill and everything changed. His perception of reality changes because once your perception changes, nothing can change it back. They will have to go through multiple programming and multiple incidents such as a 9-11 to change your perception and bring you back to which, to, from, to that point of waking up. Brother Amir allowed me to wake up through a demonstration that Brother Blue Pill did in court where he demonstrated the Moorish, the sword, the Shimitar, and he went for the head of the dragon and he actually slayed him. Well, I won't say that you slayed him at that point, but I saw you basically 
go inside of the dragon's lair and come out with, you know, with the head of something. You know, the the the, the original dragon, the, the you know, the dragon was sitting on the bench. He slithered away, but you slayed one of those dragons. That the minotaurs, the shimmer, the minotaurs or something got slayed. The Roman soldiers that tried to take you in the back and handcuff you, when they brought you out without the cuffs on, you know what I mean, apologizing. And due to, and the judge turned red. I knew that we was dealing with a, a, a source of information that was revolutionary, beyond revolutionary. It was a key that opened up a lot of things and changed the way that I looked at who I was. Very interesting point. Very interesting um, changing point in my life right there. You know, and I've been on my yeah. I've been on that. I've been on that yellow brick ever since. And an update about where my journey has took it, has has taken me ever since the beginning of that journey, because you were you were the equivalent to a noble Drali in my journey, came along and did what he did to prepare brothers and sisters, brothers such as yourself and other good brothers, you know what I'm saying, to properly swing that sword and do what it is that they do along their Morris travels. And as a result, we benefit off of him preparing brothers like you, you know, in the Hakeem Bays of the world, you know, the list goes on. But yesterday, I had the privilege to sit down in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, with Turtle Gang Entertainment, Nota Ledge um, Media. We had the chance to sit down with the brother by the name of Rick Smith, who is, uh, he is a guest on Nota Ledge. He is a part of Nota Ledge University. He came on the show with Peter Moon before, and he also came on the show by himself. And we had him on Underground Railroad with Brother Rich before. He has a legendary um, DVD, a cult classic in these streets and online called The European Confessions of a Moor, where he completely gave up all of the game about who the Moors are, who the Masons are. He gave you the galactical information. He gave you, he, he calls Zhu Ali a prophet in line with the prophets of Confucius, Buddha, and Jesus, Yahshua. You know what I'm saying? He completely lays it out. He is a um he is a, he's a bridge. Um he's definitely uh he's just yo, that's my dude right there, man. We was chopping it up. You know what I mean? His information is something that all morals that are studying should be able to be exposed to so you could do your due diligence and um, you know, further your your studies and whatnot, you know, take it from what it is. Because as morals from antiquity we did have European um, contemporaries that we would build with And they would share information with us This wasn't just a, a, a Quote-unquote black thing You dig what I'm saying? We built with the Russians We built with the German tribe We built with our, uh, with the Spaniards We built with the uh, the Sephardic Jews You know what I'm saying? We built with the West African They came on caravans from different regions and parts We built with the, Hind- um, the Indus Kush we, They came with caravans with books because the printing press was not created back then. So one book was um, as precious as a bar of gold today. You know what I'm saying? Books were very precious. Information and wisdom, those were um, books that contained. They were grimoires. Some of them were magic books. Some of them were books dealing with historical accounts. Some of them were uh, metaphysical, occultic books. The list goes on. Holler at the KTL Empowerment at Gmail Book Club. Yeah, we got some of those books and manuscripts and scrolls and things of that nature. But, um, you know, so fast forward to today, we're still building 
with the European uh, nation. We're still building with the Asiatic. We're still building with the Hindu, um, the, the Hindu, Indus Kush um, Valley, the brothers out of there. They're the ones that have created tech. They're the ones at the head of technology today, family. This is how you are interacting with them. In, um, in modern day times, in this futuristic futurism era, they are the ones at the helms of technology, high technology, app development, website development, all of these things. You ever had a virus on your computer called that 888 numbers? You was dealing with the your brothers and sisters, your cousins out of the Indus Kush region. You want that new iPhone and you want those Google glasses? Well, that's your Asiatic brothers out of China and other places you know, where they build and manufacture Tokyo, uh, Vietnam, you know what I'm saying? It's still going down. Hey, you want that bespoke, you know what I'm saying? You want them gators? Well, you're going to go ahead and deal with the Italians, the people out of Moorish Spain and other places where Hannibal, you know what I'm saying, laid his, uh, his, his whole thing down. That's your son's man, you know what I mean? That's a, there's a reason why you in, that, that you're in love with that Versace, Versace. You know, that's you right there. Gators and other um, animals such as that are not native to Europe. They're not native to Italy. Ostrich and all of that stuff, gators, you know. And we're speaking to one of the, in my humble opinion, because I, I, I fell in love with Boardwalk Empire, Brother Mayor. You know what I mean? I know how you are with your, uh, with your series and whatnot. You're, you're a, a connoisseur of good television and good, you know, and, and good entertainment. So Boardwalk Empire caught my attention. A lot of people were telling me for years to watch it, and I, I finally this season decided to sit down and give it, you know, some of my time, and I was blown away by the costume design, the, the way that they captured the Roaring Twenties, that era and whatnot, and the way that our people were dressed. Irregardless of what they may, what they tell you their condition is today, you know, in a post-reconstruction, uh, post-revisionist history, you know, the way that they told you that they were living today is not uh, completely true of how they were living back then. Look how our brothers and sisters were dressed, and then look how these brothers and sisters are dressed today. You know, and the suits that the brothers are wearing are called bespoke suits, Okay. These suits that you see, our brothers, the, the fine tailored suits that the brother um, Chalky and, and Bucky, Nucky and them are wearing, Al Capone and all of them are wearing, those are bespoke suits. Our brother that's on the phone, Brother Amir, is one of the most um, well-known Moorish or Aboriginal designers that come out of that era in New York for the bespoke, and, uh, you know, for his... Um, his excellent um, detail and, you know, the the work that he's done in that field of bespoke, um, tailored suits, shoes, and all of that, and things of that nature, which, you know, reminds me of how we were in antiquity when we were wearing those fine fabrics of silk, you know, um, fine cotton, purple, purple, uh, you know, because purple was seen as royalty and whatnot, the, the, the Chinese silk. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, gilded shirts and whatnot. Shirts with gilded gold on them. Things that were high fashion. This was a hallmark of the Moors. And by this brother being able to capture that spirit nowadays and these days, you know what I mean? I just give you honors because I'm I'm really realizing what the importance of it these days. Because we have brothers like Ra Omar, 
and we have other designers like Peronic. Then we have Kings County, and we have these other designers who are out here. We're making impacts with our clothing. We're opening up all kind of windows and doors, and we're putting on. And I've I realized this as of recently because now I'm now uh, thanks to Brother Blue Pill, I have the technology to make these shirts with um, dye sublimation images, which are all over images, and I'm wearing the big tut design with the with the humongous tut face on the shirt. You know what I'm saying? And I'm wearing the 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 um the goddess I'm wearing a shirt with the the goddesses on the whole shirt and it's part of the shirt. It's inside of the um the polyester and the cotton, you know, all over print. And it's akin to when Peter Parker was just walking around at P, as Peter Parker versus when he put on that Spider Man outfit or when Bruce Wayne was just mixing and mingling and whatnot in his three-piece suit and all of that with his bow tie, but what happens when he puts on that uniform and becomes Batman? That's how I'm feeling when I'm walking around with those tuts on and, and the shirts, you know, symbolizing my greatness and Kemet. You know what I mean? It's looking like a selfie. So all of our brothers that are out there, you know, getting, getting it in on the uh, fashion tip, we, we, we want to pay homage and we, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're one of the uh, pioneers of that, brother. I just want to say salute, you know? Thank you, brother. appreciate that. Indeed. And, you know, just to get back to the point of the word that you kept using a lot, the word bespoke, and when it comes synonymous with the body, because there's no two bodies on the earth that's exactly alike. So, therefore, the numbers and the sum total of that body's fit for any piece of fabrication, whether it be silk, linen, or woolens, or whatever you choose, in order to, um, you know, to, to design a particular garment from, those numbers are unique in everyone's situation. That's why when you refer to the 20s and the 30s and you looked at our people and the way that they were dressed, those numbers fit that particular person's physique. The, physio- the physical makeup of that individual made that individual be what it looked like. Whenever you looked at it, you said, oh, wow, that's fantastic what he's wearing. Because what he's wearing, those numbers equal to who he really is based on the numbers that the person that cut that fabrication out to put it on the dress of that silhouette. That's why whenever you look at it, people say, oh, this guy's really this guy's really strong. Like today, I'm wearing Carolina blue. I'm wearing Carolina blue linen. I got stopped so many times, I decided to come home. People stopping me all day. I walked in Whole Foods, and the guy says, you're familiar. And I says, from where? He says, a rap video. I told him, I don't sing. I'm too old to dance. Right? <laughs> so, so he's standing there looking at me to my, well, you're still familiar. I know you from some place. But you know what it is? It's the dress. It's the yes. silhouette. It's the fit. Right yes. away. He, right. You, 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 you remind him. Right. Red mm-hmm. people. Okay, okay, come on. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, what I'm saying is that although it may not even be in this lifetime. It's just right. that you are in your uniform. You have now 
your uniform on, you, there's nothing that you can say to convince that man that he hasn't seen you before. If, if he's been in the movies, then he seeks you, brother. If he saw Denzel with the beast spoke on, then, God damn it, he saw you. He's letting you know, bro, you remind right. me of an archetype. Right. You know, that's right. why he says you in videos and whatnot. Because exactly. he's saying in, in other ways, like, bro, I see you in your starlight bed. Perfect example. I don't want to take the, you know, I don't want to the hog the, the build and whatnot. When I realized the, the, the power of star power is when I was working with Pitbull in Miami. My, uh, uh, Mom told you about that when we were yeah. when we were running with Pitbull back in the days. And they, right. they, took us, they brought us down to Miami, and I used to go on tour with him and hit the, uh, you know, just hit the road with him. We were going international, and I was actually documenting his rise. That was my first foray behind the camera, and that's when I learned to appreciate the power of film and documentaries. Okay, when we were going to the airport, it was the way that we carried ourselves. They did not know who he was. You feel me? He was he was a crunk artist at that point. We did not have any signs on. We weren't, you know, I was developing merch, but the merch would usually be in the bag. We wasn't wearing no big shirt saying who he is. It's just the way that we came through and carried ourselves. People were like, "You're somebody. Who are you? You feel me?" And they would they would treat us they would treat us like you know. Like we were royalty, right? You know what I mean. Right. They would treat us like we were somebody, and exactly. that came yes, and that came from the way that we presented ourselves. And now, as you can see, the how the brother has um, how he redeve- how he redesigned and rebranded himself when he started putting on what the bespoke when he started dressing like a, um, a Cuban that people were familiar with with the um, with the suits and whatnot. His career completely took a turn for the best. Yes. Now he became a global. Um, now he's a global brand, but right. it all came with the outfit. He was wearing um, jerseys back then. You know what I mean? Dressing like the boys from um, Day County, but they still. It was not even just him. It was even me and a few other people. People in the airport would be stuck. Right. They right. see your light. Exactly. You know what I mean? They see your light, family. Your light shines. You know you don't. You know you don't have to announce. Yourself coming into the when your light shines, you light that place up. You know right. you don't have to be signed to a record label to do that. Exactly. You know, sign yourself to the label. That's true. <laughs> That's right, bro. You know, just to shine a little bit more light on, on the be spoken on the clothing aspect is that you know, uh, I I was born in the 1940s in the late 1940s. Mm-hmm. And as a result of coming through that era and growing up, we would pattern our dress behind our grandfather and behind our father. Nowadays, mm-hmm. the children sets the dress trend now, and the parents a lot of Follow. times are, right, are following the children, which there's nothing wrong with that. But one thing that I can say is the hip-hop media and the hip-hop global uh, imagery that is taking place really shut Levi Levi down because Levi's was the brand was the brand with denim now oh, right right Levi was like he, you know denim itself is like it, it, it's a texture that's made of durability for work uh, for work only work and work like on a ranch or on a farm or whatever because that's like a canvas type material like in the era that I grew up in 
we changed from school when we came home, in, uh, you know, like in the afternoons, like and we mm-hmm. changed into a different attire. We put denim on. We didn't go to school in denim. I went to school in wool or mm-hmm. linen. I never used denim. We never looked at denim as being a staple dress. Now you'll see a person stand up there's a billionaire. He has a pair of denim jeans, you know, a jacket, you know, like with a nice look or with a sweater or whatever, and he's considered as being dressed, and he can enter into any venue and get in. But in yeah. the days when I came along, you couldn't get in with denim on. You couldn't get in a club with a pair of jeans on, a pair of sneakers on, because they say, like, that attire doesn't fit this venue. The same thing, like, with uh, flying on the airplane. Back in the days, brother, let me share something with you, brothers. I could buy a coach ticket, and the way that I was dressed, the airline would put me in first class. They would upgrade you, yeah. They would upgrade me because of my look. And so, like, right away, I never said a word. I never opened my mouth. It was the way I So my appearance gave them a story. Who is he? Not even knowing, and it didn't matter, because the first impression with everybody getting on the plane is that they want to see the people looking and, like they're yeah. successful. Right? Like they belong. Yeah. Right, right, like they belong in first class, because everybody else, not to say that I'm knocking anybody else's dress, it's just that there was a separation, like in the people that were sitting in the beginning of the plane and the people that was in the coach. Because, like, people in coach, they were saying, the like, okay, exactly. You ain't coach that, that coach leather. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But now coach is a brand that you could buy that's expensive now, like a coach mm-hmm. bag for a lady or a coach belt for the men. The brothers are wearing those belts now. One, I want to share some light on that belt, too, like that yes. Fendi belt and that yes. DG belt and that GG belt. Okay, you got a DG, you got a GG, you got an FF. And there's a LV belt, I think, that everybody is wearing now. Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters, you cannot silk screen leather. Those belts are vinyl. Those belts oh, are yeah, vinyl. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are vinyl, of course. Right. So where is the value? Is the value in the brand or is the value in the material? Mm. Where's the where's the value at now? Because there's some value here because those belts sell for four hundred fifty dollars, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Because we just yes, had something that happened on as far as suits are concerned. That right now they're in court. There's some civil suits going on with some of our brothers and sisters and some of the family with purchasing these belts and being mistaken by having stolen credit cards or whatever. Yeah, how could you afford that fiasco? Right, right. How could you afford this particular belt? And you're who you are, not to say that who can afford anything. People work for what they work for. They buy what they want to purchase. But think about mm-hmm. this here. Look at the mentality as as to what has taken place with where the material comes in and the value comes in. So now we've got a separation here of the people based on value, based on money, and based on material. Because that's the mm-hmm. essence of everything that you see nowadays is that, Okay, how is it that we just wore a belt in my era and everybody saw the belt? Now the jeans are worn lower and the belt is being shown as saying, I have arrived, or look at the brand that I have on. Yeah, the belt um, dictates the brand. Right. 
it's a, it's the focus point of the brand. It's not the it's not even the jeans anymore. It's the actual belt that's holding up the jeans, and it, exactly. it ain't even doing the job of the damn belt because the jeans falling. <laughs> right. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Your belt don't even work. You okay, unemployed, and so is your belt. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brother. Now, okay. So, now that we're on that point, brother, and and I know that you and the blue peel know more about it than I do. Who's in this particular uh, um, accessory? Because a belt is an accessory. A belt, a belt is not apparel. It's an yes, accessory in apparel. Okay. Who looks like our family that has a belt out right now? Who's uh, in our family that has a belt? That's three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars. Who? What brand? What name? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I don't think I know of any. Mm, if it would it be a Sean John. It would be a Sean John, right? Yeah, it would be a okay. Sean John. Okay. Because, you know, I find that to be interesting because all of the young people that I saw, all of those belts, none of those belts came from our family. None of those belts. But that belts. goes to show you, yeah, but that also goes to show you that you it answers your question about is it in the material or is it in the brand. It's in the brand. Because if it was in the material, then there would be a Rockaway or Sean John belt that's going for three and four. So it's obviously because it's the brand, and the brand being the luxury brand, which would be Gucci, Louis, Fendi, Ferragamo, and all of these luxury brands. We're not in luxury brands yet. The, the Puffies and the Jay-Zs of the world, I, as successful I, yeah. as they're, they never, they never went into I mean, luxury. They never. Yeah. Hmm? They never graduated. They never got purple label. They didn't get purple label. They never graduated. They never graduated. They ain't that Ralph, though. They ain't get that Ralph, though. And that was Kanye West's frustration. So He was like, we, we ain't I, even up there yet. Okay. Okay. I made an observation. Like, like, um, you, you know, I just wanted to make a point. About, okay. You know, the point what I wanted to make is that when when the red pill started out and he used the term bespoke, bespoke starts at the top, so you don't have to graduate. You are already at the top when you're saying bespoke because we're talking about something that's made by hand and not by machine. The machine might hmm. have a little part in bespoke. It's basically it's a needle, a thread, and some fingers. That's it in a thimble if he needs a thimble. That's bespoke in its true essence. And well, of course, the scissors, the needle, the thread, and the thimble. That's it for bespoke because that's how everything was done. It was done by hand. So here you're already at the top. You're already at the top of the pyramid if you start out in bespoke. That was one of the many reasons why I started my brand at bespoke. Hmm. So there's, right, there's no other place, you know, like people always used to ask me, like, when are you going to dress down? I said, well, when are you going to dress up? So ah. not, there's a debate here, but let's, let's get into to the true essence of why is it something that's bespoke as opposed to something that's a brand, and let's look at the material first to see whether the brand is going to outlast the material. The brand itself, in some essence or some incidents, does last a long time because the brand itself has material. That's what purple label means. That's what black label means. That's mm -hmm. what ketone means. It's like most of the listeners don't even know who the top suit makers are in the world. They think it's somebody else that's 
that's talked about all the time. Ketone is the top soup maker in the world. That's K-I-T-O-N. He's the top. Most people don't even know anything about this guy. They don't even know anything about this brand because most mm-hmm. of his jacket starts at five and $7,000 just for a jacket. But most people know about everybody else that they are pushing because, listen, there is a target that they say, we don't want you to wear it, but we want you to buy it. Mm. And, and that's what our people are doing. That's what the family is doing. They're, they are buying it, but the essence of it is saying, we don't want you to have it, but we definitely want you to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you know, and yeah, so like it. now, right? How does a slave get created? You know, the blue pill earlier, <laughs> the blue pill earlier, we were saying, how does the slave get created? The slave gets created through the media, or the slave the gets freeze, or the, or the media frees the slave. Know the mm-hmm. ledge. Know the ledge radio, know the ledge media, freeze the mental slave. Because yeah. it's, it's the spell and spelling. Going to the court in 2001 with the blue pill and the paperwork that he filed into the court had spelling in it. The words on the paper cast what? A spell. Right, mm-hmm. on the readers or the receivers of those documents, which was the clerk and the prosecutor and, of course, ultimately the judge. Once the spell was cast on the paper and they received the paper, and the result was when you saw the people's face, you saw the reaction. You saw the red face of the judge coming, illuminating right at you, and you're wondering, I wonder what happened. Spell on him. Mm-hmm. And the spell is where you are free. That's where the freedom. You know how what you're saying is right and exact? Because when they took me in the back and they, um, you know, they, I mean, basically they kidnapped me. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they attempted to break the concentration of what I was doing because I was spelling my name out on record. So they asked me in court, State your name for the record. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah? I was like, I'm going to spell my name for the record. Capital P, lowercase u, and that disrupted the entire operation. The judge fell out of his feet. He's like, stop it. What are you doing? You can't do this. This is not kindergarten. You can't spell your name. I was like, anyway, capital M, lowercase, <laughs> and I just spelled it all out. And he was like, get him, get him. <laughs> and then they jumped on me. Ready to tell you, just like in Harlem, they couldn't do anything right. with me. They jumped on me. They couldn't do anything with me. I continued, you know what I'm saying, swinging them around. And then once I finished doing what I was doing, then we took a walk in the back. We went in the back. And it was like, he's holding you. Well, I don't remember what, what it is they said. They tried to kidnap me. And they emptied the contents of my pocket to the x-ray. <laughs> when they put the contents of my pocket in the x-ray, the white shirt came in the back, opened up the cell, and was like, you're, 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 you know, you're free to go. Basically, you have to leave and take that content with you. What I had in the um, x-ray that they put through the x-ray machine, 
was a chicken foot wrapped in red linen, you understand? And some other stuff in it <laughs> that I kept in my left pocket, and I also had my red T-shirt underneath because I knew I was doing my Haru ritual. I was going to war. I was bringing out the Harakuti. So you got to mix and match sometimes if you're not fortified as a warrior of that pedigree where you could just go in there and you know that your sword is chopping off heads. I was still building, you know what I'm saying? That, right. that, that fight arsenal, I was still building that level of courage up to be like, look, I could go pop his head off. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, the swinging swords ever since. But that, so but the grammar. I want to thank you for, for, for freeing me because you freeing me has allowed me, help me to come forward free others. and free others. That's so with true, no brother. Fear. So I want to write what I prepared talking about this Sterling situation, you know. I published a lengthy manifesto on Facebook on Wednesday, Thing of Legend. You know, um, Jehudi just really started speaking to me, and I let some steam out. Oh, please share that. But the night before, when we got off the program, this is what I wrote right after we got off the Umar program, when I started doing my research and I saw that the solar lunar eclipse, 2.14 a.m., and then I was like, hold on, I got 2.5 on my head from the fine that they hit homie with. And then it all started, it just all revealed itself to me once I looked at it. I was like, oh, shit. No, they didn't. Further that I dug, the more that it started unearthing, showing that this was a grand galactical ritual. But when we talk about these grand galactical rituals, family, we're not speaking about, again, some pale-skinned white men in the back room with the cigar smoke going up, plotting and planning, you know, how are they going to uh, control and manipulate and puppet master the planet? You know, there is a more divine plan at play here. There's a superior hand that's showing evidence of his fingerprints. And we happen to, to be able to track those fingerprints and the evidence of that intelligence by utilizing the law of 44, amongst other things. Okay? So my initial note that I want to share with you is to, you know, the fact that we knew this ritual went down and what have you, but I'm like, can you imagine how many people still tuned into the Clippers game that night and how many people because of their addiction to sports, are not going to be able to pull away. So the the, the confliction and so. Hey. Our people spoke, but it amounted to nothing but hot air. Or did it? You know? Blue, is that your phone where there's a little sound, like a picking sound? I don't hear any picking sounds coming from my phone, no. That's what you hear? Yeah. I heard it. I heard a click, click through your phone as well. 
Oh. Yeah. You know what that is, Simon. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't hear it. You hear it now? Because I'm. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said we good? No. Do you hear it? I still hear it. I don't. I don't hear it now. I heard it earlier. Okay. Ask anybody in the chat if they hear what it may be is my phone. Okay. I'm not seated in front of the chat right now. But I mean, is it is it something that's like an audible? Is it? Uh, family in the chat, if you hear anything wrong with the um, audio of Blue Pill's phone, just say so in the chat. If not, we will continue to build. Right. I hear it. Oh, they said it's all clear. All right, do your thing. Shoot. Thank you, chat. Okay. So initially, I was writing to, you know, the fact that you got people on Facebook saying, Jehudi, Mahatra, and Rule Set Bay. But yet, you know, caught up in this distraction. And it's like, oh shit, Sterling Silver, that's deep. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, that was the, the, the list of the decoding that was taking place on my timeline. And I'm like, damn, we, we, we're not really taking time to just look further into these things because if you're paying attention, the currency is in, is in your attention to begin with. So why not get a return on your investment and actually, you know, see it for what it is. And like I said, me for one, if I'm going to entertain something, I'm going to always look and see how it's connected to my experience or my story. Or I'm looking for 44s. So mm-hmm. to my people, I'm like, you know, this ain't the life that you signed up for. Oh, my bad. I must have had you mistaken. But it's something about the Mahat Rabu. I mean, they, they rule star seed, a live born mathematics in your name that had me thinking otherwise. Still some type of way calling. Because all this time I've been caught up in my feelings. I felt that you was about that life. Because your status is a multiplex. And you got a greatness piece from Pharaonic. But you, like the rest of the supporting cast, is fast asleep and it's illusion. The illusion of inclusion. The illusion that time is on your side, and if the ark is going to build itself, and if the levees ain't broke, they wrote you out the Bible. You gave them a pass. They cast you out of Noah. You gave them a pass. The Nazarene. You gave them a pass. They bleached Lupita on the magazine. <laughs> You gave him a pass. And then you gave him cash. They put Jaden in the dress on the silver screen. You gave him a pass. The towels were brought down by Larry Silverstein. You gave him a pass. Now this Don Silver thing, you making him laugh. Playing your ass. When did he drift so far away from my mask? Through the knowledge. On April 29th, the judgment came down and John Sterling was banished in the eclipse when the moon is at its darkest hour. 
on the 22nd anniversary of the L.A. riots in L.A., the Sunshine State, it's a holiday of 22 paths. 22 is the letter tall. Okay? And something about the letter tall has an equivalent numerically of the number 400. So we say top square is 44. Okay? The letter for Tav is T. It's a pillar. When you put them together, you have the twin pillars. We'll come back to that. Let's look at the anatomy of a galactic ritual at play, and let us watch guarding on autopilot, a mathematician adept at his craft. Now, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew language, five letters. Letters from the word, and the letters form the word, and the word forms the flesh. Fire letters comprise the anatomical structure of G-O-D, Yahweh, yad heh vad the Tetragrammaton, okay? The 99 names of Allah, that grammar weighs a ton, but it's all in the letters. And those letters represent numbers, and the numbers represent frequency, and frequency creates form. Now you have design and you have form. The creation of man, the four-dimensional anagram of the word of God, a four-letter being. We know four is foundation. We know four is a square. And we know 44 is a matrix, a cube, containing unit, a box which everything in physical existence is contained in. Again, the 22nd letter is Tav. And the mathematical frequency of Tav is 400. Even when you take one of the most famous phrases known to man, to be or not to be, only thing that that's expressing is the 22 twos or the pillars. So once the square is laid, the pillars are raised, Tav Square. So Tuesday, the 29th of April, was the 22nd anniversary of the L.A. riots when the police stopped out Rodney King after getting a you know, and, and getting acquitted, escaping the swift sword of justice. On the eve of this anniversary, online onlookers in Harlem, New York, who hit a woman in the face, all on 125th Street, okay? Seven years ago, almost to that day, when I did battle with the NYPD, I had on a gold-studded Spider-Man shirt with the Spidey logo, the eight-legged spider, Spider-Man 2 was coming out in the spring seven years ago as well. Okay, that campaign was in full swing. Number red, I used to sell the T-shirts in front of the Apollo. Yeah. Okay? So now we're dealing with a seven-year window in this 14-year splitting tie. Okay? And you split 14 into the 77. 77 in Hebrew, of course, is the pillars. That's why I said these are the pillar years, 2013 and 2014. The 2015 is inclusive as well because you can't have two without the three. So they're trying to split the pie in half or slice it into 14 pieces. Now, we could go from the 29th. We had the 22nd. We had the, the April 22nd was a week ago from the 29th, okay, which saw the 44th celebration of Earth Day. Two days prior, we saw 420 share the top billing with Easter, the resurrection ritual. So now we have two things that play here, resurrection, 
green, and when you throw in the 14 pieces from earlier, it's starting to sound like an Asaurian tale or the legend of Osiris, the jolly green giant who is the lord of the underworld to be resurrected from the dead, cut into 14 pieces by his adversarial brother Set, only to be re- reborn through his son Heru. Reminds us distinctively of the latter story of Cain and Abel, the Bible's first birthright theft. Cain will become the forebearer of an institution that perpetuates original intent of his actions on any and everyone it comes into contact with. It strips you of your identity by stealing your birthright, then you are assigned a number. And by that number, you will be known for the rest of your days on this earth. Now, don't you go forgetting it, but there's a price to pay you here. So, yeah. The green man on Saul gave birth to his son Heru immaculately from beyond the grave because, and I'm guessing this has to be the archetypical prototype of what will later be introduced as the world's first dildo. Only thing is, this one still had watermelon seeds in it, so a child was born immaculately. And this son deity shares an uncanny, uncanny similarity with the latter story of Jesus the Christ superstar. The world, or to be more precise and specific, those who subscribe to the teachings of Christ celebrated Easter on 420 to commemorate Christ's resurrection from a hollow cave. And then my explanation, what I didn't finish, was going to start explaining about the power piece ritual that I enacted on Easter when I brought forth the gold, the golden age of the power pit on power pieces many times on this program, and we spoke about scientific uh, implications of copper and what exactly copper is and what copper does, okay? And we spoke about base metals and alchemy and turning those base metals into gold as well. So if you have the gold that's synonymous with the sun and you're dealing with a solar ritual on 420, okay, dealing with this whole aspect of the resurrection of the sun, if you treat it like the astral story that it's rooted in, I'm not saying for my Bible comforts that uh, your Jesus ain't real because there's many alternate realities available to you. And I can't take their reality from you. I can only share you with the frame reference in my reality. There's so many possibilities that exist within a second, right? What are the probabilities in terms of what are the numbers that you think in terms of the possibilities in one second? Okay, nobody wants to take that question, but it's cool. I don't have the exact number myself, but I know that it's the number that is, you know, it's magnanimous. It's the magnanimous number. And based on all of those possibilities and probabilities, do we think that truth is the same in all of those realities? Hello? Blue Pill. Blue, we're here with you, brother. We're here. Yeah. We just let we're you feel. We let you okay. feel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you ain't by yourself there, brother. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, now we are getting into um, the conversation about the probabilities that exist on this planet and how everything is just not stuck to uh, one dimension. So 
Okay, so can I share with you some contents of the note that I wrote? Because it's somewhat lengthy. Yes, indeed. You shared the contents, correct? You said what now? You said that you shared the contents? No, I said, do you want me to share the note with you? Yes, yeah, go ahead. Share the note. Oh, go ahead, brother. Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay. So, family, when I when I woke up on Wednesday and I started researching the incident a little bit more, I said, you know, I want to, in writing out what it is that I intended on saying, but then I decided at the last moment, I said, let me just write something in my status because I saw a lot of people just getting somewhat lost in the conversation and just dealing with some aspects of it that really didn't lend to get into the heart of the matter because some some serious and some real things were said in that recording that weren't getting no attention in terms of people's conversation. They weren't touching on the meat of it and just running with stuff that was fluff, you know? So I said, let me just write a little note and give the family some perspective in regards to lending them some sight as to what this could possibly be and what it is that we're witnessing because everyone was caught up in it. And collectively, when you pull energy like that, it becomes an entity. Then itself is an energy source. You dig? Yes, sir. So this is the content of the letter, family. So you mean to tell me we no longer know when we are witnessing ritual, when we see it? This is a very precarious time for the human being, the colored man whose program is exposing his bitches. You niggas is bitches. Only concern with riches when the most priceless shit you possess is your fucking dignity, black man, and you willing to sell that for peanuts, for awarded privilege or rewarded sacrifice? Let's bring some order to this thing and show you the anatomy of a ritual of galactic proportions. Now, let's start off by laying some ground rules out. There's levels to this shit. Two sides. Pick one. Light, dark, black, white. Remember, this is chess, not checkers. So either you're playing a winner, you are defaulting by choice. What set you claiming? Colors, 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 colors. <laughs> Don't be scared. Trust me. You've been in games since day one. So popping a blue pill now ain't going to hurt you. The universe is testing your resolve. Are you worthy of your covenant? Because you carry them off, my carbonic family. You a beast on court. You a beast in court. And you a beast by default. But it's not your fault. The 666 just means you can morph like an altered beast and use your carbon to transform and copy code into anything carbon-based. And if a nigga's talking scary about that, trust me, it's just hate. Who wouldn't want that on their plate? Great. Let's continue now that you understand why they play the games that they play and why their admiration for your natural talent is shredded in hate. You are on a grand chessboard, and you are being tested for your knowledge of the game and of how it is played now. Let's lighten our load chuck shit out the window that we don't need. Remember how Latifa was chucking those CDs and shit at all? <laughs> yeah. Like that. Play chess, you acknowledge that there are two sets of playing pieces, right? Correct? The black and white pieces. Do you conclude that the white pieces being used as pawns to oppose your black pieces are not in control of the entire game, but merely 
pawns in the game? Do we acknowledge that the game itself is being played in the mind of a grand architect? Someone or something clever enough to not only devise the character of the game, understand the dynamics of the game, but be able to play himself? Two parts of one whole. So let us suck out the window some idea that there's a white player that controls the game itself. This idiotic concept of the pawn is anything other than that. A pawn in the game is dangerous to the psyche of any player playing to win. Now, you too are a pawn in the game, unless you identify yourself and know yourself to be the grand architect of the game. The chances are you haven't cracked that feeling yet, but it's okay because there's levels to this shit. Hakeem Bay can provide some insight to writing your own code in this programmable matrix we call reality. And architects are not known by the words they speak or the code they write by, but by the worlds they build. First, we got to move away from this dangerous practice of awarding unwarranted power to the quote-unquote bays, you know, the mysterious race of elite pale-skinned aliens who are responsible for the intelligentsia underlying everything in this universe that we marvel after. The white man is not God, although he is a vessel that the hand of God works through, and he is a piece of the grand chessboard and a vital piece in the scheme of things, for without him, your test would be impossible to complete. Your time on this planet is not to be played trying to compete with him or denying him access into the Hall of Records where his deeds are recorded as they really happened, not as they was reported. There is no conning the constructor of all facets of this chessboard, the grand architect, that eye sees all. And there is no pawn that can play the game off the chessboard, so let's cut it out and keep phrases where it's due. Your only job on that board is to protect your queen, king, who in exchange protects her king, who himself is sworn to protect his queen and his king dome to the death, as he would protect the very dome of the king where the crown lies and the throne sits. The universe is using his hands to force you to know. So by proxy, the world wants to know who are you and what do you stand for, nigga? What does your protest look like, nigga? What are you pro, nigga? What are you for, nigga? What do you stand for, nigga? What are you willing to die for, nigga? Who do you hold sacred, nigga? Who's your God, nigga? Who are you in the grand scheme of things, nigga? The universe is looking for leadership. Who amongst you is qualified to lead? And what needs to be done to spurn movement? Because we know that you niggas run fast and jump high, but there's no movement amongst you. And wouldn't nigga leadership be like an oxymoron? Moron. If the planet is up for a test, a test determined the graduation to another dimension, as Delbert Blair speaks so frequently on, who amongst you is qualified to represent this spaceship on its entry into the next dimensionality of things? And if the black woman is the Mother Earth, isn't her condition and treatment synonymous with, well, how we treat Mother Earth? Is a black woman also holding the Fukushima-infused radiated waters of noon in her celestial belly that we call the Matrix? 
Do you know the toxic cyber sludge that was smeared all over the Internet on the dawn of the blood full moon when news that 44-year-old Mimi Force was releasing a porno? The whole world got to see once again how we objectify our women and tell them it's okay to sell out as long as it's for the right price. And then we argued about what that price was. Yeah, <laughs> we did that. The whole world saw it <clears throat> a day before this overarching galactic event involving the moon. A feminine body which controls the waters and tides of this planet. A bloody eclipse which casts a six-month shadow. Ain't she Earth, Lord? Yeah. That was the talk of the town for the full moon. And now the new moon energy is being used to fuel this global conversation about how the black man is viewed in the eyes of the rest of the world, with some even considering him a mere joke or inoperable like his hero over there in the White House, the corporate hand puppet, Barack Obama. Use your middle name, nigga. Well, yeah, who's saying that? Hussein is a sword. Don't tuck your sword. Swing it. Do you know utilizing the law of 44, this nigga is the lion and the lamb? And you're wondering why the white boys are like, oh, he's the Antichrist. No, he has the very significant king of king energy with him. And he's going to be utilized. So either we're going to use our energy to collapse particles and, and, and deal with that 44 resonator, or he's going to be continue to be utilized for some very, uh, you know, inoperable things that serve us no benefit. So you got a choice. All right, let's get back. Imagine a soul with erectile dysfunction, okay? <laughs> This is what niggas look like right now. Wow. Who? Who amongst you embodies the holders of the keys necessary to unlock this last seal, holding us back from exploding onto the multi-contextualized stage of life where all colors of the rainbow shine brilliantly? There's a lot of life out there in that universe. There's a lot of life left to live in this life, but life's not promised, and the price for life on the open market is so low that the market's about to crash. So let's do a real quick look at how we look up against the glass, the glass that recorded everything that is cast in the light of time and space, this illusionary holographic world that is being recorded in high depth on some Google Glass shit. Literally. You ain't seen nothing yet if you think the exposure will stop at the feet of the dawn. Once the dawn is toppled, then the entire family's open to attack. And there's no secret in the next dimensionality if the world is open source and you are writing your own program on these social networks and the computer's compressing your book of life into an algorithm and that information is being compartmentalized and categorized and sold via data mining to corporate interests who have found yet another way to commodify our existence, our story, our experience, and not pay any pittance, no tips, no percentage, no interest, no residuals, no principle, just smooth criminals playing the game of identity theft, a global institution set in play by the second set of the Bible, Cain, who slew his brother Abel and became the first birthright identity thief. 
this would be the oldest profession unless Eve was selling box somewhere in the scripture that we overlooked. So the firstborn seed was a rotten seed, a killer, a conspirator, and an identity thief. The oldest war being fought is against the seed of Abel and the seed of Cain, and we're just pawns on the board, pieces in his chess game. I guess this explains why Noah did 44. The murder game down and killed his brother like another epic creation mythos we're familiar with. His crime family sits at the feet of the boss of bosses. Everybody with a number is a customer of these birthright hustlers. From the corporate level down to the street corner, hustlers of birthright nationality packs, they're all in the same game. And there are pieces on your side of the board that are not part of your winning team, but rather agents and saboteurs and provocateurs, and you must eliminate these pieces first because they're the most dangerous and will bring your kingdom down from within. And they're going to come looking like their brother's keepers as well. So don't be fooled. They're cancerous, toxic pieces in your midst. Get out your feelings and do some house cleansing. Trust me. The Judas is already in-house. Fade his ass out. Go back to the narrative. So yesterday, 29th, 2014, we witnessed the Council of Jewish Elders, i.e., the board that controls the NBA, hand down a punishment against one of its own. The question you should immediately ask is, why this? Why now? Three days, the judgment is rendered. It's not as if it were a live conversation overheard by some unconventional means, but rather this tape conversation was leaked to the news outlets at a precise time, and that time was gauged for a controlled response. But by who or by what is for you to conclude? Now let's take a look. 429, of course, is 411. 2 and 9 is 11. And 4 times 11 brings you to 44. That's you. On a solar eclipse, the second of four eclipses this year, the second eclipse after the first of four blood moon lunar eclipses happened 14 days earlier, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver Clips, the owner of the Clippers, doing a solar eclipse, an eclipse that came in at 2.14 a.m. on Tuesday morning during a media shower. <laughs> okay. Moon, silver, solar, sun, gold. Okay. All right. I get it. Mind you, when the moon is banished at its darkest, lowest point, Don Silver, uh, uh, what is it? Adam Silver exiles Don Sterling from the NBA and finds him, wait on it, $2.5 million, all dealing with the metallic element of the moon, the Sterling Silver, or the sliver of, of, of moon that popped up the next day at the crescent. A week and some days after the resurrection of the metallic substance synonymous with the sun, the gold, that represents the Christ seed resurrected on Easter Sunday, now, on a personal note, huh, I devised my own ritual and resurrected the sun element that day by debuting the golden age of my power pieces right here in the golden state of California, the sunshine state with that bomb-ass hint beat. okay? I took it upon myself to visit all of the major religious institutions, the main ones that are out here with the largest congregations on that day, right? Collapse the particle. Make their ritual superior to theirs. Who lays the claim and has, you know, the superior claim? That's who wins. 
Christ is a container, a template to be accessed through ritual and sacrifice. And once you can tap into that source code, you can collapse the shields and overwrite this program too on some neo shit, if you will. And that, my friend, is biomolecular alchemy. And the only rules are once you learn how to follow the rules, you graduate to a school where there are no rules. And Professor X says, Logan, come look for your ass from days of your future past. There are no coincidences. No. Not at this phase of things. Only synchronistic relationships that are weaved by the fabric of time and space. And in my world, I explain it to myself using the law of 44. Now, I can sit back and understand how the four pope ritual this last Sunday is related to the four blood moons. And it's all related to the law of 44. And to my eyes, as clear as day. Especially when you factor in the fact that they sanctified the twin saints and one of them was named Paul <clears throat> on the Sunday after Easter, okay? And I know that I'm in a dream, right? So what I'm sharing is intimate. It's part of who I am. It's a testimony of myself bearing witness to myself. So seeing this ritual play out is personally astonishing to me on a side note. Yesterday's partial, and when I say yesterday, this is when I wrote the article, which was Wednesday, so I'm talking about Tuesday. Yesterday's partial solar eclipse observed from Australia was called the Ring of Fire. Interesting how so many themes surrounding jewelry are prominently displayed in the story. Fourteen days ago, we were enraptured in the energy of the full moon lunar eclipse, the Libra moon. Libra deals with jewelry and also deals with contracts and relationships. So the NBA, the NBA terminates Don's contract after he was overheard laying the ground rules for his relationship. It's just energy and motion, family, that we are witnessing. The point of focalizing on this ritual is not to uncover the culprits behind the scheme or to even expose the players at play, but to say, regardless of who, what, where, and when, it is merely play in the mind of the grand architect. There is a story being told here. Let us tune in and listen so that we may learn how to go from players, owners of our own game, family. Tuesday was also the 22nd anniversary of the LA riots. Okay? The last time that the world saw how you protest, my nigga, 22 years later to the day, the world saw that you were effectively boxed in. Players want to play. Ballers want to ball. Niggas had the nerve to say, I just want to play ball. Can we all just get along? I just want to play ball. There are NBA players in the media who are calling Adam Silver their leader. Okay? And they're saying that his leadership extends beyond the court. They're saying that his leadership is bigger than just basketball. In a day and time when leadership is missing, like the Malaysian airliner, players want to play. Ballers want to ball. Ever the way the ball bounces, G, remember, just when this shit went out of bounds. The owners are telling these niggas they are contracted slaves, and the players are like, players want to play. 
Ballers want a ball. The test board is the same as the ball court. The judge is ruling and presiding over the court via the jury, and the players in court are subject to the judgment that will be handed down shortly, soon come. Wait on it. Can you hear the rest whistle? Some say the game is fixed. So next comes the monkey rich. Because these pimps know. These pimps know they got some good holes ripping up and down that track. Oh, I mean that court. Part two is coming soon, y'all. And you can only own that which you lay claim to. So consider this my paperwork. Power concedes nothing without a power play. So my sword's dripping in blood and my 44's fully loaded. We'll be taking it to the neck. With a god body. Superhead rules. Please stand up. My pen was dripping. Just did that on beat, beat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying hey, it's hey, on hey, tape. Blue Peel. Should... Hey, Blue yes, Peel. Yes, yes, my you brother. You remember the other day when you, when you were reading it to me and I asked you, yes. were you recording this or or are you editing it as you go along? Or what's happening here? I, um, I didn't report it. The fans caught it. Um, I could get it on my freedom of information. <laughs> I could file a freedom of information for it, but it's recorded now because it's documented in the archive. So it's definitely and it's organic. Like I told you, it's right. It's a living document, so I add on to it as I go along because it speaks. You know. It does. It does. It speaks volumes. You know, it's, it's, it's I, 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 right. I want to. I want to shed a little light on Adam Silver, uh, allegedly or purportedly in in the Bible, the first man name was Adam, and we're yes. talking about silver, and we're talking about Donald Sterling. If you go to Britain, what is the currency called? Sterling. <laughs> sterling. So sterling and silver is the same. Yeah. The deal the deal the right. Like, you think the deal was made with the absence with the absence of sterling with silver? That silver and sterling didn't make the deal and then they read it to everybody else? Because how could sterling be without silver? But, so you think Adam, like I said, Adam was in this particular himself. case, we're, we're talking about the eclipsing to the other because it was during an eclipse, and he came forward as being sterner than the last mission of David Stern. Okay. They put a hit out on him. But what, it was a setup. What I mean, anybody that heard the tape knows that, you know, it was, it was a lineup. But all I'm saying is that, even you know when I say about even the days, what I'm adamant about is that 
those are just players on the board. You know, the thing that's animating them to move their hand and to act and to move forward is a chess player, which, you know, we know and identify in, in different forms of different terms. You know, you can say, you know, the hand of the law, nothing is outside of the hand of the law, outside of the hand of the grand architect. These are just players on the, on the board. But I think the, the initial intent is, is, is one of, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a commercial underlying reason to all of this, whether it is orchestrated or quote-unquote not, you know, whether they put the head out and take a team, you know, okay. even when he sells, he's going to walk away with a nice piece of change, a nice, <clears throat> he's going to walk away with some nice silver. Oh, he most definitely is because the most powerful currency on the earth is still is the British pound, which is, is sterling, and that's his name, which is sterling. So, of course, you know, I know in some medias it, it advertised that he purchased the team for $12.7 or million or 12.5. And I know that you always show the law and demonstrate the law of 44. I always base mine on the law of eight because I look at eight as being a continuous um, cipher. Because if you look at the code of mathematics and everything is written in in that code, things should be written right. mathematically, grammatically correct. Because that's can you, where can you expand, that, brother. Yes, yeah, everybody. It all. Can you expand? Right. Everybody got food in the public food system. Because think about it. Back in the days, it was called grammar school. Nowadays, it's called elementary school, primary school. Uh, intermediary school, public, so all of the right. schools, public school, so all of them now have a different adjective in front of them as to demonstrate as to what's demonstrated in the inside of these venues. Okay, classic example. In the days, they taught us grammar, and grammar is precise, and it has rules based on the, the nine parts of speech. So when you get into the nine parts of speech, it tells how everything is used in this language, and that holds true to all the other 7,000 languages on the earth. Here, here's a copyright that's on all of these languages, and the language is controlling the thought process of the people. The least amount of abilities that you might have in order for you to use this particular tool in a society, it eliminates you from the process. And if you notice and you look at the media as to how everything is, is concisely written in English, but not so much in English grammar, because if it was written in English grammar, I think the masses would have a better understanding as to how they're being programmed. Because think about right. it. We got a man named Sterling and we got a man named Silver. We got a man that's part of his name is saying that he's Adam which means that he's the first man also. So he's the first man actually in the NBA to actually hand out one of these type of sentences. Because think about it. Who right. is the commissioner? He's the judge. judge. Right. And the game is right. played on what? A court. So who are the players? Who are the players? Like when we see the oh, players yeah. in the com- excuse me? They're, they're the entertainment, they're the jesters, they're the people that come forth to... to right, to, they're, know, they're the jesters, exactly. Nobility, exactly. right, yeah. Exactly. And right. let's look Let's look at the black and codes. Let's, let's and the, right. 
Let's look at the black codes of Mississippi and Alabama and Georgia, of course. These were some of the times that codes were written that governed the hue and the melanated people that exist in the so-called 13 original colonies and in some of the states in the United States. I would be willing to bet you, if you could get a copy of any NBA contract, I would be willing to say, based on what you had stated, that it would mirror some of the black codes. The language itself is going to tell you exactly what's written there, as opposed to modern day is probably just written in English and not in the English grammar. In, in, the, in the black codes, it was written in English grammar. Now, in order to decipher that, one needs to get both of them side by side possibly in the black codes and in an NBA contract, it probably mirrors each other by the counting of the pages also. So the grammar and the English has changed to a softening point of view to make people think that the situation and the thoughts of the people who controls the minds of the gladiators in the Roman Colosseum is the same thing that's going on anywhere. Here's a suggestion to the family. It's kind of hard for us to deal with silver and gold, but it's easier for us to deal with, with aluminum. And I know you might think that this is a little crazy and jumping off course, but think about this here. Every time you run through a stop sign or every time you get charged, the stop sign is made out of what? Aluminum. What is an abundance in America is aluminum. In New York back in the 80s, they created a slave based on aluminum. In the early part of the 80s, you would find aluminum cans and bottles all over the street, everywhere. People getting flats and all kinds of stuff. Cans and bottles were everywhere. In New York and the five boroughs, can you find a can on the ground, aluminum can? Just look. Look around. You can't even find an aluminum can. But think about it. People in the courts all day long based on the aluminum signs all day long. Oh, you can't park here. You got to move. The time ain't right. The time isn't right. So everybody's getting charged now based on what? Aluminum. Aluminum is in abundance. Here we're going to create new millionaires based on aluminum. But look at the fight now with the lunar clips. It's all around silver. So now everybody's looking at silver. Silver is, is an element which is not in abundance. Well, at one time it, it's America's constitution is based on what? Gold and silver coins. Everything is based on some type of element. Whether it's the elementary school of English or there's an element that everybody is seeking. I want to share something else with the with the family. For instance, if you wanted to buy a Rolex watch or, let's say, a rose gold Rolex watch that's got diamonds on it and ice and all of that, and you walk up into the Rolex store and the guy says the watch is $35,000. So who set that value? $1,000 worth of gold there, or is it $35 worth of a con there, or a confidence man has set this up? to say, like, listen, here, if you buy this, this has this value based on what? But see, if you notice, everything is an illusion. Everything is just an illusion. As you, was, as you were reading about your life, you were saying, is this a dream or is it my dream? 
Are we all capable of dreaming? Are we all capable of living out our dream to make our dream become a successful dream or an unsuccessful dream? I suggest to the family is that keep your dream alive and keep your dream as being your success because that's what it lies inside of. Because think about what the media has done to us subliminally. In the last 72 hours, it's all been about what? A basketball played on a court that an individual made a statement about a certain part of the people that's living in the society that makes that particular venue, the gestures, make it work because over 70-plus percent of the people that he were mentioning are the people that keeps that venue going, that keeps those ads coming in. Because at the bottom, at the end of the day, what is it about? It's about economics. It's all about money. It's all about what is the product. What is the product? In the NBA, what is their product? What is their product? They call them black diamonds. It's the people... It's the actual players, you know what I'm saying? They are considered the uh, – but they are – it's the same scene from the Mandingo scene in the Django. It is – you saw a classic case of bigger money telling big money that you're fucking with our nigger money. You dig what I'm saying? Because that shit adds up. <laughs> right. Right. It is a, it is a, it is a profitable, equi- equitable income stream – that they, it is actually a gross domestic product. It is a gross domestic product that they export niggas who are called black diamonds around the world. If you are basketball, if you are contracted under their loan system, under their star-making system, under their plantation system, they will sell you around the world and, and also um, locally. And if anything comes in a way to mess up that stream, you will get handed and dealt with. We ostracize you. Point well taken. Point well taken. That's like if you look at any industry and you look at the product or the service, you should always ask yourself, what is the product? What are they selling? It's like Google right now. If the question was thrown out at the family and into the chat, like what does Google actually own? What do they actually own? Google actually doesn't own anything. There isn't anything. That's why the search page is so simple. Only thing they own is just a brand. And the brand, what does it do? It creates ads. And it creates people to come to those ads. And those ads is where they are making their money at because they're, one of the partners became the first billionaire that didn't own anything and didn't sell anything. He told people about something that everybody that somebody else had, and he became a billionaire as a result of that. That still holds true with the same thing with the NBA. The NBA only have people. That's it. That's all they have. They have nothing else. Some people say, well, they sell shirts, you know, and they sell these uh, tickets to get into the arenas and whatever. But the arena tickets don't generate the income that plays the, that pays the players. It's the products that sold, that subliminally flashed in front of your face while you're sitting there watching the game. It tells you to go buy a Mercedes Benz. There were four major corporations that was part of that deal that put pressure on him. Red Bull, which has Tureen in it. I'm not going to get into Tureen right now, but people should um, put that word into their search, the word Tureen. Red Bull, 
Mercedes-Benz and uh, Sprint, and there was another major company that pulled all the ads from the Clippers. So therefore, here, we have a lot of profit-sharing money that's being pulled out of the pool of the 2016s. I think it's 2016s, if I'm not mistaken. But think about this here, 26, 2 and 6 is 8. He bought the team back and he bought the team for $12.5 million. We're talking about 8 here again. Everything is around the 44 and around the 8. Around the binary code on the computer, it's a 3 and an 8. I just want to share something about the computer right quick. The first time the word computer was used in society was in the year of 1613 was the first time the word computer was used. And at that time, when that word was used, what was it relating to? There was no machine. There was no computer machine around in 1613. So in essence, it referred to a person who used calculations and computations. And the word meaning changed in the 20th century. And around the 19th century, the word began to take on a, another familiar meaning, a machine that carried out computations. So the brain itself was the first computer, which dealt with what? Numbers. And it dealt with binary numbers. Because the only way that you could do something is that you've got to start and you've got to keep adding the numbers and the sequences of the numbers in order to complete that task. The same thing in the bespoke arena. We designers do the same thing with the numbers. The same thing with the belts that everybody is buying now. Those belts are set up what? They're set up around a mathematical code and a suggestion that makes people be attracted to that. That's why it says, where is the brand? Is it the brand or is it the material? We know right now we live in what? a branded society. At one particular time, humans were traded and had brands on their skin so that you would know who owned that particular individual by them placing that brand. Most people think cattle was branded first. We have fraternities nowadays that are branding each other. The same thing has keep continuing on, and now they have a new perpetuator. We have a new slave now that will carry on the slave process and the mental slave process and to keep introducing it to our people. Right now, new babies are being born, and the new babies is going to be programmed by the mothers and by the fathers in order for them to be what? In a branded society. At one time, the brand was on the skin. Now the, now the brand is in the mind. That's where the brand is, and it's the illusion that keeps attracting you. And you'll rock yourself to sleep with that brand because you'll wake up in the mornings and say, i got to have a BMW. i got to have a Rolex watch. It's only a brand. Material is materials. Humans are humans. The human mind is the greatest computer and the greatest thought process, the greatest thing that was ever invented. And most of us are listening at the suggestory words that are being printed in the media to keep you from making your mark in the society and keeping you from being successful. This is what they do. Every once in a while, there's a new story. There's always a new person. 
there's always like the one that they plant into the minds of the people. All of a sudden, everybody's focusing on basketball. So what happened to all the other things? Somebody has their hand in the cookie jar getting rich over here while you're looking at this particular thing because now the media is saying, I'm going to sell this story. You come to the media apps. You come to an app like an ABC app. Right on front of the ABC app, what do you see? If I go to the ABC app right at this particular moment, the first thing is going to pop up is that there's going to be some ads there. The first thing I see is something called Farm Heroes. I don't even know what the hell that is. But just by me coming to this page, ABC got paid because that's what? Everybody is selling something except for our family because our family is always buying so now we got to get on the other side of the cash register because, after all, we have an essence also. We have a product. We have a service. We can tell our story. Know the Ledge has been doing that since the beginning of the inception of this program. It's by introducing the family to, like, to open up your mind, see where you are. What, what the brother eloquently wrote about in, in, his, in, his, uh, in his life story is about here, here are people that has been caught in whichever wave, in whichever way, like you're saying, like the majority of the earth is water, and the water is keeping flowing, is keeping things moving, the same way that the mind is keep moving. We have to keep in those thought processes. We need programs like this program to always be on here, to keep filtering something into the minds, to waking the people up from the sleep. Because the branding situation is always going to be the downfall of any nation, of any people, if there's another people that's always trying to sell you on their brand. Like in, in our community, NBA means something else. In their community, NBA means something else. All those acronyms could be tr- transformed into something else. And we, all, we always know that it's always Who's the victim? Who's always the victim? Who's the victim? If you notice in economics and in finance, there are never protests in economics and finance, but there's protests and people protesting against one another when it comes to the races. But that's to take your mind out of the true essence about what's going on. It's all about the dollar bill at the end of the day. Our people are suffering, but these people are painting something else in your mind that they want you to focus on that has nothing to do with you being able to survive in this society because everything that they're talking about, there's a brand here that's involved in it. And this particular story that has been uh, uh, frequently in the news is about the NBA. So in essence, what they're doing, they're branding themselves even stronger across the globe. My brothers, you still there? Or did the call drop? Yeah, and it's a it's a permanent brand because in the minds of the children, these athletes, these players are the heroes. You yes. know what I'm saying? These are the people that they look up to and idolize. My, my nephew is a, uh, you know, Mia, <clears throat> your namesake, is a basketball fan, you know. He, and this is how he... um. His following of the sports has helped him in other areas of development in terms of math, you know, keeping stats and, and knowing how to read and, and all of these things. 
you know what I'm saying? And, and just the whole aspect of, of learning hand and eye coordination and other things that sport helps children adjust accordingly to. You know, the thing is that we can't do without our sports. We can't do without our activities. The melanin needs to have some way to express itself. But when are we going to control that dynamic of energy output that we're, that we're putting out? When are we going to get the equitable return on our investment? You know what I'm saying? Putting yeah. all that energy out, running up and all up and down in courts. At what point is somebody going to want piece of the pie, other rather than the crust? Right. You know. You crunch. know. I, I, I see something that's very significant about around this whole thing. How is it that all of a sudden Barbara Waters have an exclusive interview with the um, with the girlfriend of Sterling? Oh, wow. <laughs> does she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a she, she has a Barbara private, Waters, huh? Barbara Waters had ah. a private sit down exclusive interview of her tonight and talking about this man. Those questions that Barbara Waters is asking this individual are questions that they have placed together based on a mental suggested thing that when you hear this interview, it's going to change your views about what has taken place because this is the, this is the sum up everything at the aftermath. This is the aftermath. So how is it that Barbara Waters right. get it on ABC all of a sudden? You know, and the young lady is saying that Sterling is confused. Confused about what? About what he thinks? About what he thinks that he owns? He's not and, confused and, about that. Right. As you so expertly have pointed out the significance of the number three, in addition to the number eight, you know, you have that three popping up again. Because it's three days now after the judgment was handed down. Now she comes, you know, to either vindicate <laughs> or to further eviscerate. But more right. likely, it's, it's going to be about the redemption. Yes. So you have the judgment, you have the sacrifice, now you have the resurrection and redemption. The, the, right. the Easter story is playing itself over and over and over again. And there are further details that our story dealing with the power pieces that I can't get into the details right now, but it will show you how that, that ritual replicated itself, you know, in real time, you know, dealing with, with, with the movement of physical objects. We're talking about some real transdimensional shit took place and that, that, that ritual is real. So yes. if I could see it in my life expressed and I could look on TV now and seeing it expressed, you know, these are some amazing times nonetheless. And what I'm saying is that, even even if these situations are being orchestrated, what I'm saying is that the art of acting has the ability to hold on one second. If 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 one is acting out right a particular ritual, if one is participating in theater, you know, when you take the understanding to hear in Hollywood that's exactly what actors do, and they get people to buy into their story. You know, somebody was talking about, I saw them being objective the other day on the Internet about some comments a brother had made when he was talking about his love and reverence for Christ. 
And the dude's mm-hmm. like, man, how could you believe in that shit? Such and such. When he doesn't take into account that he belongs to a culture where the children believe that they're Tony Montana, though. <laughs> Isn't that a fictional character? How many people yeah. have patterned their lives and lost their lives, shed blood for him? So is Tony not real? Because we got rappers named Scarface. Mm. Herb, uh, Herb God, Jesus, right, right. We we got all kinds of people who have have changed their their appellation into into a character to create um, they, they commercial a character, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Character. And people have they have invested into that emotionally, and they have also invested into it. They endorsed it and made a purchase. You vote with your bills, family. Yes. So that's an endorsement. These people have been endorsed and canonized. So we live in a world where, you know, we say hip-hop is is the battery of it. It's it's, it's what controls the matrix of the world. We can look at some evidence that speaks to that in this particular day and time. Hip-hop has definitely changed the world, okay, because hip-hop and world are the same number, Kabbalistically, 432. So hip-hop is the world. Okay. Right? Created under under and the fixed point Bronx, New York, which is Polaris, is fixed. Okay, so we understand that the hip hop is 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 one hell of a stage, you know, where man can become God overnight, literally, based on his level of fanfare. The way that this is how now they deify people through this platform, right? right. These are the people's leaders, and these are the people. And this is the institution and the energy of the culture that has influence in how sports is played and how, um, you know, rebellions are fought. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like so, the same place where the basketball arenas are and where the Coliseum was before. And the Coliseum, it was a man fighting the lion or, or man fighting man. But everybody was trying to slay each other. The same thing in basketball. Everybody is trying to slay each other. Everybody wants to become the winner. Everybody yeah. wants to become the, yeah. the bigger guy, the bigger person. Because, right. listen, I beat you. Everything is about I beat you at a game. See, so that's right. the stage. That is the stage. That's where a high-stakes game. Right. It's, it's a high-stakes game. It's just like, for instance, when the story first broke about about the young lady that was with Sterling, she was his mistress. Now she's saying from her own mouth she's his personal assistant. But uh-huh. at least she's, she's saying personal, though. So personal assistant, right. mistress, see, but the word personal here is the key word, you see? So right away in the minds of some people say, oh, she's not his girlfriend. She's his personal assistant. If something is personal, right. that means don't nobody else know nothing about what's going on over there, right? Right. About, uh, between the two of them. assisting him personally. You see how the media writes this stuff, you see? And like in the minds of the people, it's going to create another story in the morning because Barbara Waters had this exclusive interview to get all these ads and all of these publicities from all of these corporations because right away when these corporations find out that there was a, this big exclusive interview, put my product up there. I want to sell my Red Bull. I want to sell my Toyota cars. Listen, I got yeah. something too. The eyes, Every, the eyes are going to be there. Exactly, because the eyes and, and the minds. And what else is TV for? Right, but to sell commercials. 
Exactly. It's, it's like, like the computer. what else the radio for, but to sell commercials. It's like what else the right. computer for, but to sell commercials. What else is the Super Bowl for, but to sell commercials? Right. So he's telling you that these games of the grandest magnitude are all based around the selling and the advertisement of programs, programmable commercials. Right? Exactly. Right. And com so, commercials is dealing with commerce. And that's so why it's on on the internet. Sell, right. Right. It's dot com. It's the same thing. Commerce. There's dot no com, difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sell to, to get you enthralled and enraptured in commerce. Come exactly. spend your money with us. That's exactly okay. what they want to do. Right. Yeah, there's there's and nothing new. There's nothing new here. It's just that it's the, eliminated, it's the elimination of the viewers, you know, like a spectator. What value does a spectator have? I'm going to say something about this politician, Newt Gingrich. He had made a, a, um, a significant, uh, I think that's what it is. I'm, 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 I might have the wrong name. But anyway, he says the team should have been sold to the public, and the public bought shares and to the team, and then it wouldn't be uh. team owners. So now you would buy a share into this particular team, and then the public right. could own the team. And then now these type of controversies about one person making a statement about another group of people, it wouldn't have any significance because then we had a verse, we had a, a, a versity of individuals that come from different ethnic backgrounds now that would become the owners of the team because everybody would buy a share. Because he had pointed out that he had bought a share in another team. I forgot. I think it's a hockey team. A hockey team that's out there right now where the public owns the hockey team. It's not it doesn't have an individual owner of the right. gladiators that they have on the team. So now maybe as the people start to participate in, in this so particular no, commercial no one either. Right. Right, right. You know, like at the turn of the century in, in America, ninety plus percent of the people in America were entrepreneurs. As you move forward, like 100 years later, 90-plus percent of the people are workers on jobs. So, therefore, the trade diminished amongst how many hands that had a hand into the pot, who had a hand on a slice of the pie, because now it's all manipulated by a few. And those few are controlling as to what you get, what you buy, and what's the results or whatever funds that you earn, you have to come to this particular pool in order to purchase. But think about this. This is why the whole job situation was pushed so hard in this country, so that that way the entrepreneurial part of it would be taken out of the hands of the masses of the people. So now it's easy to control. It's easy to manipulate prices and all of those things and material and the type of ads that's advertised to the people to say, like, you should wear this Fendi belt. But a belt, only the only point of a belt is to hold up your pants. But this belt here is a better belt because it has Fendi on it. I want $450. Right. Right. And who is Fendi? Fendi is an exclusive. That's an exclusive name. That's owned by some minorities. That those that company isn't owned by the majority. 
there are that many people that has some particular uh, large amount of stock interest in that to where if a lot of families can benefit. But see, that's the whole thing as to how we are being, how things are being marketed, how things are being advertised, and how they are being controlled. Because now advertising and marketing has become a definite science as to how they initiate the potential buyers and the buyers who have came back again and again and again. And the same thing holds true. And most people saying there aren't enough jobs in this country. Today, they came out with an index saying that 280,000 jobs were added, which was, they said, 3.8% jobs were added into the unemployment pool. That's only based on the people who are looking for jobs. So now, what are those products? Right. What type of product and what type of service that those 280,000 jobs entered into the marketplace? But see, you won't find out what they are, but they will throw those numbers out. Then some people say, oh, well, things are getting better now. You know, they just added 280,000 new jobs. Jobs where? Selling what? What's the product? What's the service? Who's getting wealthier? Because if they're hiring people to work, those people are obviously are putting out something, a product or a service. And there must be, like, a buyer there. So who's being targeted? Some of the same things that you say that you hate or some of the same people that you say that you don't like, you could be buying their products. It's like right now, I just found out the other day recently that Thurgood Marshall's son is a shareholder in the in the prison in the Corporation of Prisons of America, CCA. He's a big shareholder. But everybody would think about the name Thurgood Marshall. Oh, he's one of the first black justices in America. But his son is a consultant and an attorney and a businessman. So what does he do? He puts his money in the business, in the business, in the, one of the busiest uh, services in America, prisons. So he has invested in 64 of private-owned prisons that are operating in America that creates products. So the diversity of how we're thinking or how we're looking and where our research is going, we really need to research something to see where we're going to take our, our dollars and who you're going to spend them with and what you're going to purchase and who you're going to empower. Because some of the same people that you're empowering is the same people that are, that are talking about you in essence because those corporations that fund that NBA situation, is some of the corporations that most of our people participate. Definitely Sprint is a big one. You see it like right on the banners there. So what does Sprint do in the community for our people? What do they do for us? They give you a cell phone. That's it, which is a service. Can you see it? Can you hold it? Can you touch it? The service, you can't. So this is something that's moving through the airways. So we need to start to thinking about a lot of times as to how we're going to empower ourselves. What's the product? What's the service? Who's the people that's behind it? Who are the people that's making all of these belts that all of our little, that all of the youth now are purchasing? And these youths are wearing these belts. I never would think of in a time like when I was growing up that I would buy a belt for four hundred and fifty dollars. 
to do what? To hold up my pants? And then it's not even designed. These children, the way that they're wearing it, they're not wearing the belt to hold their pants up. They're just wearing it for the brand. But that's all the psychology that's in the brand. It's not in the material. Blue Pill, you there? Blue Pill. Yes, I'm here. I have, yeah. yeah, I have to put oh. my phone on mute. There's a lot of background noise while I'm at, but I'm listening to everything that you're saying, brother. Let me look and okay. see if Brother Red has come back online because his phone drops. Okay. Okay. He's not back yet. <clears throat> um, but uh, if you finish saying what it is, you know, on this particular bill. Yes, yes. At some I point, just, I want to, yeah, at some point, because they're all hands up in the call queue, at some point I want to go to the callers. And I want to also add to the family that's following this narrative and the story that we're talking about in regards to even with the, 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 the letter and the manifesto that I put out, there was a reaction from the spirit realm, from the universe, immediately, almost instantaneously. Um, well, one thing that I found out the next day is that um, Adam Silver had been on the job 88 days before he made this judgment. 88 days, okay? Okay, okay. And we already explained, you know, what that whole aspect of Power Square is and, you know, what that signifies it means. And then the same day that the letter was put out, we find out for the Sci-Fi Network options three animated graphic – they option three graphic novels and turning them to animated series on Sci-Fi, okay? Press release came out Wednesday, April 30th, the same day that I put out the – 44 letter for the Manifesto 44. The name of these three graphic novels that were optioned by Sci-Fi are Clone, The Magicians, and Letter 44. Okay? Now I'm going to give you some background on what this Letter 44 graphic novel is about. And now, all of a sudden, today, all over the news, they're talking about Letter 44. They're saying that it's all the rave, okay? So, Letter 44 is based on a graphic novel of the same name. It is, it is tradition for the preceding president to leave a letter for the newly elected president on the desk of the Oval Office. President Stephen Blaze learns this stunning secret. Seven years earlier, seven years earlier, NASA discovered an alien construction project in the asteroid belt. Belt, huh? A crew of heroic heroes, a crew of heroic astronauts were seen to investigate, and they're nearing the conclusion of their epic journey. So what I found very interesting is that the executive producer of this particular um, series is coming to sci-fi, is a woman named Renee Achaveria, okay? And her claim to fame in, in, in the world of Hollywood and production is that she was an executive producer, okay, family? She was an executive producer of a critically acclaimed TV show called 
4,400. <laughs> I think that's rather slick. Also, the graphic novel, which is going to come out as one book in its entirety on July 30th, uh, Barnes & Noble and all the other you know, major retailers, the length of this book is 144 pages, family. This came out on the same day that I put that letter out. And I was touching on many of those components that you just heard in that description. And we've spoken about many things pertaining to that description in previous conversations. But I digress. We're going to go to the phone lines, family, out there in the KTL universe. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, anything to add on to the bills, anything you need some clarity on, Again, tonight's episode is about truth in plain sight, so we want to make sure that your lens is not foggy when you leave up out of here. We want you to see it crystal clear, okay? Crystalline, crystal clean. That's what your vision should be like this particular time. Writing's on the wall, all right? So let's go to Paula first from the 301. 301. Call up from 301 533. Call up. Peace. 301. Are you with us? Peace. 301. Peace. I guess not. I'm going to go to call up from 347-552-552. Peace. 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 Can you hear me, brother? Yes, I can now. Yes, I, I can, can now. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. This is a very uh, interesting and enlightened uh, station. This is the first time that I'm ever uh, listening to it, and I'm picking up on uh, a lot of information. I'm surprised that you brothers are even airing this type of information, you know, and uh, I'm just uh, commending you guys on this program. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. You're Thank welcome, you brother. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Sungar, by the way. Peace, Sungar. 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 You you welcome and 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 I hear you brothers both of you brothers one of you brothers talking about forty four and the other brother is talking about eight but I'm gonna tell your brothers keep it on the one like James Brown used to say keep it on the one <laughs> all right I'm gonna let you brothers go ahead with your program peace peace brother peace peace What's so funny, family, that I'm laughing at is that the brother had no idea of knowing that Amir is famous, famous for giving entire lectures on that same premise. Just keep it on the one, you know? <laughs> right. That, that, you got a whole dissertation behind that one. Hey, say, brother, you, you, remember, remember, day, you, you remember that day I did that day whole one? Day after 9-11. Yeah, right. Day after 9-11, exactly. the Wednesday, 
on yes. September 12th, and people were shook up, and they didn't know what to do with themselves, and, you know, what have you. And people came to class in record numbers, so they knew that you were going to be able to give some insight to them that were going to release them from the prison of fear that some of them were in, confusion others were in, you know. They just didn't know which way the, the flag was blowing, which way in the wind. People were tucking their pins away, you know what I'm saying? People took the tassels off their feds. But when they left that class that night, and the brother made it plain by utilizing the story and the, and, and the lesson of numbers, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, event, explanation. It was an amazing experience. For me to see you as a tactician coming in and do the things you did. True indeed, true indeed, brother. That, and that then, was, uh, you know, that was me. I was bearing witness to you and reference to a number and bringing us back to, you know, bringing us back to one, as the brother said. Yes, yes, brother. That was a profound time that we were living in as though, you know, like the ones that we're living in now. And the essence of, yeah. of that piece that you shared with the family was also a profound essence. Because as you said, as your pen begins to write and as those words begin to flow from your mind onto the pages, and you could not stop until you finished that whole particular uh, piece that you shared with the family. And you said you shared it on yeah. Facebook, correct? And you got a lot of people yeah. comments. You have yeah. a, you have a lot of comments, uh, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, okay. So you know, one day, one day we're gonna we're gonna have to listen to some of the comments as to how people responded back to that particular energy, because I know that they had tapped in and tuned in as well. So, I mean, I'll. I'll... If you would allow me to, I might just uh, read some of them now while we're here. I would love and, to um, hear some of them. Just, uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna put some of the family, you know, on record because they are now part of that manifesto. You know, it touched them, and they 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 bore witness to it. They received it. And they gave energy to it by responding, you know, by by being moved and, and not just being private about it. Because there's some people I'm sure that read it and it touched them, and they like, I could tell that nigga that she's open. <laughs> you know, but for those that um were open and honest and, and understand that I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to the family, I'm sharing. So. It doesn't hurt to share back, you know. But it's all good because when I released it, I knew that you know my um my obligation was fulfilled, and my yeah. obligation is that if, if I have this level of skill with this writing, and I have this mind that you know thinks differently and is able to snatch many things out of the air, just piece them together, make sense of them. Looking at things And I'm seeing them practically But there's a story being told And for those of us That have that ability Utilizing that throat chakra 
and utilizing that pen skill, and if you have a combination of both, then I think that, yes, it's incumbent upon you to, to, to write new code, you know what I'm saying, to overwrite the code that people are con- currently, uh, you know, downloaded with. You know what I'm saying? Because I often said these 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 spells are, are very they're very fragile. Like they be holding these spells together with some real horny logic that our people are just not thinking anymore and they're not listening. We've lost the ability to be a discernible people where we're like really hearing what's going on and what's being said. And that speaks to um, you know, if we are the the least receptive people, right? Our people are not catching the message, you know. And um, you you gotta ask questions about, you know, the level of preparation. You know what I'm saying? Because the people that can't listen or hear anymore is what good to themselves. Indeed, you can't see and you can't hear. Like, well, well you know, it's gonna be a rough ride. <laughs> Without a doubt. Hey, brother, I, in, I would in like the, to thank in the, in the dark. Yes, I'm yes. I would like to thank you and Brother Red Peel for giving me the opportunity to be back on the program again to share some of my life um, experiences and some of the things that come in, into my being that I can share with the family. And I pray that uh, we're always going to be successful with what we do and what we say and how we're going to help the family to become successful as well. So I want to thank you again, as I indicated, for having me and inviting me on, because we just discussed this a few hours ago with you uh, with you inviting me on to the program, and we just put together the flyer, too, this afternoon, as a matter of fact. So that way we could share some of this insight with the family. So I want to thank you again, and I appreciate you, brothers, by you being the pillars the twin pillars in the community of enlightenment. Thank you, my brothers. Absolutely, brother. It is absolutely an honor, like I said, to even be in a position to be able to extend this platform to you for those words to be heard by the masses because I knew, if nothing else, you know, further, it, 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 if, if I was able to take the chisel to the spell and crack it, I know that you have something to offer that'll blow it open. So, you know, and and I was proven correct because you gave us a wonderful dissertation. You know. Thank you, brother. Appreciate so, you too. Here we are at the um, at the comments. I guess I'm gonna put some of these comments on record and then we somewhat wrap it up because uh, I do have several moves to make out here this evening. Okay? Okay, so, my brother. We are waiting. We are waiting um, to hear some of those comments. Yeah. A young lady named Starfly Awakening. She said, not even a quarter in and your pen wooed me. Light, lighter. Woo! And she said, hashtag in love. Um, the pieces are said, Architects are not known by the words they speak or the code they write, but by the worlds they build. And she said, hashtag done. Another sister named Tiana, so much more, Washita, 
posted a picture with a heart, and it says explosive. Another brother named Conscious Bermudian said, damn, I'm from Bermuda. You think you can help me solve this Bermuda Triangle mystery? (laughs) (laughs) And um, another young lady uh, has a hashtag that said, God shit, get some. Another young lady named Pepe says, that was crazy long. Very well said. Much love, bro. I heard that that was a conversation in my higher key of Solomon self or my lesser key of Tahuti self. It's actually my Zep Pepe at work. And the Zep Pepe's are time travelers, you know, who have a very elaborate story to tie it to Tahuti and what have you. People should look it up and look further into it. It doesn't get enough mention in the comedic uh, pantheon of, of stories and the deity. They don't talk about the Zep Pepe that much. So you need to check them out. Uh, yeah, another young lady named Misty Blue said, well said. A brother named Matthew Carroll said, slow down, Blue, you're killing them. A uh, young brother named Jamal Elohim said, I see my G. I just popped the blue. Hashtag secrets of the secret. A, another young lady named Nebet Pet said, I got to read this a few more times. Many, many jewels drops. Uh, another... Young lady named Crystal. Uh, look at all of the names and, and the connection to the story. Crystal Lewis says, "Reverence to the God Blue Pill." Just raised my frequency. Yes. The Red Pill Philip Marlin says, "Dropping jewels," and he put a picture of our um, West African veteran, the Ghanaian veteran, with a handful of just gold jewelry, just elaborate gold jewelry. Got to go over there to see some of that jury in person on a sidebar. Um, Sundiata Osaki said, indeed. Melanin Amin Ra, Nahim L said, damn, God. Another brother named, same brother, Jamal Elohim, posted a link for Secret of Secrets, Alpha Brainwave Group Meditation. Brother named Kofi Imhotep Karakart said, goodness gracious, that entire piece was masterful. A brother named Leo Nichols said, Blue Flame on. The blue flame is the hottest and most intense part of a fire, and the color blue is often a prophetic symbol of divine revelation, God's love, and an open heaven. Um, I did it, brother. Somebody made it for me. A... Brother named Abraham Zanzibar said, Tell him, nigga. <laughs> a young lady named Ms. Barnard said, Nice. A brother named Haki Jameson, a fellow KTL listener, said, Wear the crown. And he posted a picture of a crown and a scepter. And then he posted another picture of the world at play, and the world is adorned with chess pieces. And he posted another picture that says lead carbon, lead. And a brother named Dexter Deberry says outstanding. And one of the most prolific lyricists, or lyricists on the planet, period. Not a, a female rapper, but just a, a lyricist, period. Oh, hold on one second. A young lady 
named Narubi Selah, one of our premier lyricists, that is prolific, and she typed out the PRO. Brother named Bruce Butler said, thank you for sharing this truth. Um, and the brother Hashim Jeffers said, I know we out here, but to see that heads actually took the time to soak up all of them jewels you dropped through dripping from your crown is refreshing. A saw with ED, killing me with that one, straight facts. A brother named Larry Cooper said, knowledge added to the fight for peace. That bill was deep. A brother named Abdul Wahid Muhammad posted some Arabic, and when I translate the Arabic, it said, Read in the name of the Lord who created, and I guess it didn't have the full translation out, but under his statement, he posted a picture of an exploding volcano. A brother named Anthony Givens says, bombs drops. A brother named Rob Whitney says, Islam family from the Golden State. <clears throat> and the brother, Abdul Wahid Muhammad, came back and said flabbergasting and at this point I posted the links to the letter 44 and I posted the links to the NBA commissioner Adam Silver only being on the job 88 days the brother Abdul Wahid Muhammad said I still trip on your burglar clone on Hollywood Boulevard and then I explained to him that yes they hit the trifecta yesterday side five all channels options the letter 44 clone, and the magicians all in one fell swoop. And I said, that's fucking crazy if I do say so myself. And um, pretty much that sums it up for now. But um, yes, thank you. Thank family. And in, in, in the midst of me writing this manifesto, I received a call from the brother who I had heard from quite a long time and we were able to have a very impromptu but deep and multi-layered conversation where he was able to give me some, some insight which I was able to filter into my breakdown, into my manifesto. When I'm writing, I pull from all sources, things that I'm hearing immediately, things that I remember, things that I come across. I feel that everything that partakes and interfaces with me during that experience has some role to play in what I have to say. So I'm always looking for it. So this brother gave me some wonderful context, you know, and he reminded me that the um, court of jesters is the same thing as the basketball court, and the, the, the basketball court is the same thing as, you know, as the board, you know, and it's just the playing and the movement of pieces and pawns, and we ought to see this game for what it is, not for what it appears to be, you know. So I'm very thankful that we had the opportunity to share this information and put it on the record, uh, go into the archives, download it, share it, you know, have people bear witness so they too may open their eyes and, and to see that the universe speaking the language through its players and actors on the grand stage. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry. There's nothing to be apprehensive about. Take control of your script. Take control of your story. Learn how to yield your sword and work your pet. It is the greatest weapon that you have been endowed with, family. Alright? Because remember, a saw got erectile dysfunction. So you better start swinging something other than that.
Okay. Brother Mayor. Brother Mayor, you still with us, brother? Brother Mayor, are you there? Some more hands in the call queue, so when the brother reappears, we're going to uh, go to the queue, bring some of the callers in, okay? Brother Mayor, peace. Your phone might be on mute because I can't hear you. Family, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened to the brother, but I'm gonna still go to the phone line and bring one of these callers. Bring a caller and call from the six one eight three one zero six one eight caller. So we get Hollywood towns to try to be like the white people. They get scared with all these fucking tanning, trying to be dark. Peace. All right. I guess not. We'll check this out, family. I want to um, say thank you for joining us this evening. I want to give a shout-out to Show Goldwater. It made his fourth birthday yesterday on May 1st, May Day. I um, created that product with the intention of providing some sort of alternative to what I saw happen with the BP oil spill. And that took place on April 20th of 2010. So my response was to go forward with a plan that I had been concocted for a minute, which was to marry um, liquid crystallized minerals, alkaline water. And once all of the components and the pieces came together around this time, it presented the best opportunity to launch it. So I did it at an event that we were attending in Brooklyn, the King Simon event at the Marcus Garvey Center. Uh, I performed that day. Polite and his wife performed. He was all on the stage rapping. It was a very festive event, and the energy of that day gave us the, uh, the energy, the fuel, to launch one of the greatest products, and that's so gold water. So as it turns four years old, I'm, I'm elated as a parent. There's many levels and chapters that we still have to go to bring you the most dynamic product. I want a billion people served. It's not enough that, uh, you know, there's so many people on the planet, and they haven't had the opportunity to come into contact with the majority of my products. But that's my mission, you know, touch the masses, get these products out, get these words out, to awaken people, you know, package these pills and get them out to the family by any and all means, you know, to return to the golden age of the merchants and to more as merchants, Okay. We got products and we have services. A wonderful world. These are some beautiful days. I want to remind the family about the something fresh fest in Atlanta, in Moreland, Georgia, an hour away from Atlanta, with Memorial Day weekend. All right, we will be converging on, on Georgia. And um, we hope that you will be joining us. 200 acres of indigenous privatized land. All right, Supernova Slum, Stickman. Uh, Sister Genesis, many, 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 many more presenters are going to be on that bill and down in the country, this memorial on that land tapping in, you know, under the canopy of the stars and the mothership. So definitely you want to be in the building for that. 
shout out to Turtle Gang, shout out to Brother Redfield, the project they're putting together, this definitive UFO project that we're going to put together and release to the world. Um, yeah, and uh, so go, so go water, so go liquid drops, all of that's in the same family. So I'm going to leave us with this commercial. Next week we have some powerful programs coming forth, the right programs, the deep program, the program. So join us here on KTL Radio on behalf of Brother Reptile and Brother Nia. I want to bid you peace, family, and health, health and prosperity, strength and love, okay, beauty and strength, all of those wonderful things, take it into the weekend, make it magnificent, all right, time for that May energy, and, and, you know, utilize those those April showers in your own life, in your own heart, in your own mind, family. Start seeing the beauty in life and express that, reflect that on the silver screen. You dig? From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and Soul Gold Liquid Drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. <laughs> 